Once you've recruited your volunteers, now what? Today on the Ministry Coach Podcast, we're gonna be talking about an effective way to onboard your new volunteers and start off on the right foot. Hey everybody, welcome to the Ministry Coach Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, we talk about all things youth ministry, so make sure you subscribe wherever you're watching or listening. We are here to help you fast track the growth and health of your youth ministry. My name is Jeff Lascola. This is Kristen Lascola. And today we're going to talk in a part one of a two-part series about how you can onboard your new leaders. Yeah. So if you listen to episode 11, we talked all about recruitment. So I guess you'd have to start there of like, well, where do these people actually come from? How do we recruit volunteers in the first place? So once we've done that, and by the way, if you want the quick summary of episode 11, we found that the best way to recruit volunteers is just through relationship, not a cold call from the stage or some serving fair. It's more hey, I know you, or you're a friend of a friend, or we were in a Bible study together, or we volunteered somewhere together, just something like that to where you already kind of have like a vibe check on this person. Mm -hmm. You already have some relational clout with this person and you have some chips in the bank with them. So that's the best place to start to find a volunteer. So once you've had those people, like Jeff said, how do you onboard them in the best way and make it smooth for them, smooth for you and give a great great, like start off on a great foot with this new volunteer. So once you have the person and you have them in mind and you're thinking, I want to ask them if they want to be a small group leader, or maybe they've approached you and they've said, Hey, I'd love to be a small group leader. The first thing I always do is a social media check. So who they are online is a really big deal. Uh, if you want to know how big of a deal it is, check out episode 30, where we talk all Which about was our last episode, our last episode of what does someone in ministry need to be careful of on social media right. and how do we use it in a really God honoring way? So sometimes I've had, especially like younger leaders, like right off the bat, like, not interested because of the types of things they post. And that's a really hard pill to swallow because you could be a really nice person and really love the Lord and just make some bad judgment calls. Mm. But like we talked about on the last episode, I don't get to have every parent sit down with you and say, I know you're my kid's small group leader and you post some sketchy stuff, but I'm sure you're really <laughs> nice. Like we don't, we aren't afforded yeah. that luxury to like, no, but like you don't even understand me. It's like, no, what you put out there is how we understand you. So you need to be right. really careful. It's a mini resume or a bio. You know, this is what 100%. you're about. These are the things that you value and think that you should be posting and so you get a little glimpse not that like not that a social media account by any means tells you all about somebody usually it tells you only the best parts about them because they don't want you to see all the negatives right but you can see like well what are you into what are your likes what are you what are where do you, you know draw what the, the line on certain things when they do post those negative that's your like you know, everyone can see this, right? <laughs> like, uh, or I mean, with students, you're sometimes like, you know, we're friends on social media, right? right? I'm your youth pastor. But 
for an adult who's going to serve with your kids, if you see some off color memes or humor or some sketchy pictures or some questionable language, questionable language and humor, you want to either I've eliminated people right then and there, no conversation need to be had. Or if it's someone who approaches you, I've had to say, Hey, saw some things on your social media. I know, you know, it's probably not reflective of the whole you, but I just have to be really careful with how, we're perceived as a ministry, blah, 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 blah. So that's the first place to stop social media. What is this person like? Try to get a vibe as much as you can. If they're on private, you might have to be awkward and request them. um, (laughs) Cause most of them, if they're under 30 are not on Facebook. So, and then next step would be what we call at North Coast Church, the red flag check. And so what this is, this is a really helpful tool. And this has either really pushed someone to the front for me or made me really pause and hesitate. And so, or just eliminate it altogether. Like I've had all kinds of results from the red flag check. So basically what you do is you need to structure the email so that confidentiality is king. Mm -hmm. So this is not a reply all, and you need to mention that. It is an email. So if Jeff wanted to serve in my ministry, I would title the email red flag check. And then I would write an email and this would be to all staff. Even if you have a tiny staff at your church, it's like the senior pastor, the admin, the children's pastor, and you still send this out because you never know where this person has surfaced before. And this church staff is a really good resource for you. So I would say Jeff Lascola is interested in helping out in the junior high ministry and serving as a small group leader. Any feedback is appreciated. Please keep this request confidential as I'm waiting to talk to him and do not reply all. Okay. So then you send it. Right. And then you wait. And sometimes what comes back is awesome. Like, oh my gosh, Jeff. Oh, he mentored my son through a really hard season. He's awesome. I know he'd be great with the junior hires. Or you could get something back like, hey, I'm in a Bible study with Jeff's mom. He's horrible. He's He's going through a hard time. Don't say anything, but (laughs) I just don't think this would be the best time for him to serve. And then you might get some like yellow flags like, hey, I'm not saying Jeff shouldn't work with kids, but... (laughs) He has a tendency to punch him in the face sometimes. (laughs) He, um, you know, I know he just got out of like a... Prison. No, but it could be like he it hasn't been. It was white collar crime. He, it was fine. <laughs> he hasn't been attending church regularly. That would. That's a great example. Yes. Like finally, he gave me like. That's not true, but we're just saying hypothetically. <laughs> yeah, like he's awesome. Haven't seen him around lately, but you know what I do know of him, he's a great guy. Right. Like it could be something like that. Or could it be potentially like I don't know who he is now. But like 10 years ago, like, do you ever get that as yeah. a response? Oh, totally. Because, I mean, we've all been different people in our life. A hundred percent. And I'm... And, Except for me, I've been perfect. And then you just forever. ask... Shut up. You ask more <laughs> questions at yeah. that point. So it's like, oh, okay, there might be a little something here I might need to dive into a little more. Right. So you need to use your best judgment and wisdom of like, what do I do with this information? But it's good that you know, because... 
the whole reason we're talking about this is we're, we're the gatekeepers, mm-hmm. you know, of like who's allowed in our ministry, who's going to be working with our students, who is setting the tone and the vibe and the culture for our ministry. And it's very, it's like, we don't just say like, Hey, come on in. We, we go through these processes because like Craig Rochelle says, the best time to fire someone is before you, you hire, hire them. them. Totally. And that goes for volunteers. Like I hate like, one of the worst parts of my job is if I have to let a volunteer go. Yeah. I hate it so much. I would rather have to fire paid staff than fire a volunteer. Because it's just like... I'm not even getting paid. I'm doing this for free. I, it's awful. We don't want you so much <laughs> that even though you're not getting paid, you're out of yes. here. Yeah, totally. It's terrible. But like you said, even though you are the gatekeeper, you're also bringing your whole staff in because you'd never want to be like... Wait, you just let this volunteer on your staff? Why don't you come talk to me? Right. I have a relationship with this person that's not a good one. Or, yeah, and sometimes, like, I've noticed, like, oh, you got kicked off this team. Yeah. Especially if you work at a multi-site. That happens with us because we have, like, I don't know, what, seven campuses? Yeah, at least. So it's like... Oh, well, they got kicked off of this city's right. student ministry. Let's just travel a half hour to this right. city, you know, or they don't know me here. I can be anyone. Or so. if you're in a small town, we actually, where we're at in, in the San Diego County, it's a fairly small town. Well, they call it that for at least for Southern California, a small town, but 45,000 people. <laughs> that, that number is way under what it really is, I think. 60,000 people? At least. Anyways, you know people in town. And people know people. And it might even be one of those things where even though you don't have someone who is on a different offsite campus, you might know somebody like, I know that person from when they were at a different church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's happened. We won't name names, but the word was out. Hey, if this guy is, on, it was for a different reason. So he was just sketchy altogether. But it's like, if this guy's on your campus, be, you know, be cautious. Yeah, that's a good point. And you, you never know. It's like, maybe you're, you don't know that you, maybe you just got the job or whatever. It's like, I don't know all the people that are in this town and, right. you know, but people know. And it, like I said, small people, small towns, know people, and small people, know towns. Yeah. <laughs> full circle, small people circle. love towns. <laughs> it's like their favorite. Okay. So once they've passed through the red flag check, hopefully they get the green light mm-hmm. Then we go and invite them to a four-week observation. And so what this looks like is you invite them to your program. I usually say weekends for you are optional. I don't have a huge need for volunteers on my weekends. I let that be an optional. If you're not going to church or if you want to attend first service and hang out with me second service, but I kind of let volunteers do their own church on the weekends because I don't do small groups on Sunday. So I say, come on a Tuesday for four weeks in a row, or I mean, if they miss a week, whatever, it doesn't have to be in a row, but four weeks and make sure this is what you think it is. And then that gives me the opportunity to kind of watch them a little bit. And so they I always say you can participate as much or as little as you want. Feel free to like play the game and jump in and help lead small groups. I say, why don't you just observe and see how small groups run and get to know the kids a little bit. Um, And then at the end of four weeks, what we do is, you know, I say, Hey, like, do you think this is a good fit? Mm -hmm. If I think it's a good fit, then I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to send you our application. Oh, you want to know, let's pause really quick. One important thing 
when you send out the red flag check simultaneously, that's when you should be doing your background check. So at our church, we have this guy. I don't even know who he is. I've never, I don't, I don't think I've ever met him. The shadow. The shadow. So what the shadow does is when I send out a red flag check, he will automatically email me back and say, background check is done. Thanks. And I'm like, you're awesome. Thank you. But I used to have to do my own background checks. And Which you, is what? You can do it like through Megan's Law. You could do okay. it just for free. So you're looking for any legal law breaking things in their past. Yes. Okay. So, you know, we used to have to do it like getting their driver's license number. And you would, you could, there's so many, you can just run it for free yeah. or whatever. But yeah, so red flag check, background check. Okay, four-week observation. We've passed through that. Now we're at... Uh, the application. So now this is where we will have something more complete to give you, right? What are we going to do with that, Jeff? So we're offering you guys, if you want a PDF of kind of like the overview, the student ministries volunteer application, just that sort of we go through and that we use. And this will give you a good guideline of things that you want them to fill out just so you know more about who they are, what they're all about, and the questions that you can either add or maybe take away. But it's a really good jumping off point. It's pretty all-inclusive. Yeah. And you just email us at ministrycoachpodcast at gmail.com and we can send you that PDF just so that you have it. And it's, it's just good to reference it, I guess. Yeah. So just like a brief outline. So just, I mean, we're not going to fill in every gap right now because that would be a lot of content, but basically you want to have five sections and personal information. You want to ask them number two, a little bit about their spiritual walk personally and their background in ministry. Number three, you want to ask for some references, personal, professional, and family. And then number four, their lifestyle and some legalities. So this is where you ask if like, hey, do you drink or smoke or have you ever been convicted of a crime? And then number five, just those final notes of like, hey, is there anything else you'd like me to know about you or anything else you'd like to talk about, you know, before we move forward? So So that's the... That's the the 10 peso version. Yes. But if you guys want the full one that has all that stuff, again, email us ministrycoachpodcast at gmail.com and we'll send you the PDF with all that stuff on there. Yes. And so then at that point, you would have a, um, if you feel like after reading their application, you want to move forward, you can do the next two in either order. So if you're pretty sure you're going to move forward with this person, you can ask them to be live scanned. Like what live scan? What is that? I've heard that term. I don't really know what it is. (laughs) Yeah. So a live scan is just like a digital fingerprinting system. Okay. So it does cost money. So for a church like North Coast, we actually pay for people to get live scanned. We have a live scan operator come and do it. If you're a larger church and you don't yet do that, you might want to throw that out to, you know, leadership and say, hey, do we live scan our volunteers? What would it take to make that happen? Or you can require them to go and get a live scan. I forget exactly how much it costs. I had to have it done when I was a substitute teacher and I mm-hmm. paid for it. And so it this w- wasn't astronomical. It's like $30. Is it something. cross-referencing like 
oh, you're fin- hey, you've been involved in yeah. crimes before. Yeah. So would that not come up in the background check? So this is like one extra step too, okay. because background checks. Or don't- is this if you've been in a? We watch a lot of Dateline. So is this if you've been committed a crime and they haven't nailed down like your your fingerprints are the one from that murder back five years ago? <laughs> I guess it could happen. That's maybe. how it happens. Well, and so it's like it continually updates. So if I was convicted of a crime or something like that, while I was volunteering, like it continually updates, like, whereas a background check, all I know is what you've done in the past. Okay. So live scan, I mean, public schools require everyone to get live scan and you go pay for it. You do it on your own. I mean, you really could tell your volunteers, Hey, this is what we require. You probably want to talk to leadership about how mm. you guys want to proceed with that. But with the way things are now, more and more churches are going the live scan route for okay. everyone who works with minors. <laughs> so you also want to interview them. So if you want to do live scan, then interview or interview, then live scan, I would probably put the interview first because I don't want someone to get live scanned and put into our system. And then I'm like, you know, that interview didn't go so well. Never mind, right. you know? So you want to interview them first and then do the live scan. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know why I said it was optional because now that I'm really talking live scan through, or interview, like what order you want to oh, do it in. Like you. it has to be the interview first and then the live scan through there. Unless you, unless your church is paying for it. But even then your church is like, why do you keep live scanning people? And then that you don't hire even, them. Exactly. That would be so stupid. So yeah, like after you've gotten their application, you sit down, you talk with them, any other questions you have for them based on some of their answers. And this is just a really good opportunity to have some one-on-one time because I know when they do the four week observation, I get very little time to like, Hey, Hey, how did it go tonight? Like, it's just a quick conversation before they get in their car and leave. Cause you know, pro, I don't know about you, but program nights are so busy for me. I have a really hard time actually talking to people. So mm. this is a time where I get to sit down, do another vibe check, like kind of get to know them. And then if you feel like it's a fit and they feel like it's a fit and you've done all of it, then you can go forward and make them official. And I really like to do some fun stuff to make them official. Number do you do like a knighting process. Where they have to kneel down, you well, take a sword on each side. Not quite as serious as Something that. Something to consider. Oh, yes. I have one volunteer who would love <laughs> that. True. It's totally up his alley. <laughs> and I think you know who I'm talking about. Um, so what I do is I get a picture of them and I do a, le- a leader bio board. Mm. I think I've talked about them before. Yeah, it was back in the uh, youth ministry or sorry, youth room setup and design. Yeah. We showed, I don't know if we showed them. If we didn't, we should have. I think we did. Okay. I remember taking them out for the shot. So it's like this little board and it gets a picture of them and asks them a bunch of fun personal questions. And it's like, kind of like you're official. And then I make, I reprint their small group uh, leader folder cover Mm -hmm. and I put their name on it. So making sure they know like, Hey, this is your small group folder. So it'll be like, Jeff and John, you know, like you're on there. And then I get them some staff gear. So maybe that's a t-shirt from our, um, whether it's a staff shirt or just branding of the the ministry logo or a hat, whatever I have kind of laying around to be honest of like, Hey, (laughs) welcome to the team. Rummage through the lost and found. (laughs) This looks like a kid left this. They don't care about it. Sharpie our ministry name on there for you. (laughs) It'll work. 
And so that's kind of like, wow, like welcome to the team. Yeah. Kind of some official stuff like that. And then this is going to be our next episode because we don't have time to get into it. It would be, again, a lot of content, but then it's time to train them. Mm. And so we're going to talk about maybe, I don't know, I do four weeks of training. If I'm feeling like I don't want to do four, I condense it to two (laughs) and then, you know, make sure I get everything in there. So we're going to talk about that next week, how to train your volunteers after you've onboarded them. Yeah. So make sure you guys stick around for that. If you haven't already subscribed, make sure you do so. Thank you so much for watching and listening and we will see you next time.